Hi there, you are listening to another episode of Connecting the Dots with me, Cassie Hubert. This is the podcast where we chat and explore the links between creativity, artistry, motherhood, and all the things of life, because let's face it, they are all interlinked. So I'm so glad to have you here. I'm your host. Today's episode is called, Oh, But Why? Now, this is not meant to be an in-joke episode. So to get this out of the way, for those of you who don't know, Oh, But Why was one of the exercises we used during drama school to express the different parts of the voice. So, Oh, Oh, But oh, but Why? As a way of being connected to our abdominal muscles, our rib and intercostal muscles and our diaphragmatic use of our voice. So it was something that we did a lot. And for those of you who are eccentralites, you will recognise this. However, the reason I've picked this title isn't to go, hey, I went to drama school, hurrah. It's because there is something about the nature of being alive and really trying to grow in your artistry and in your parenthood, and in my case, motherhood, being fully committed to looking at why we do what we do. What are the reasons we reacted in a certain way? What are the reasons that we approach our parenting in a particular way? Why do we insist on certain rules One of the biggest things I learned through my training and my life as an actor and even more so since becoming a mother is that so often we do not interrogate the why of what we're doing. We just sit with the what we're doing or we're sure that the what is correct and we're afraid that we'll be doing it wrong. Now, there's so many things in that. For starters, wrong by whose standard? I mean, there's the general moral compass of wrong and you know, not killing people, not hurting people, not abusing people. And this is very important. But there's deeper than that. You know, what wrong? What makes me a bad mum? What makes me a good mum? Where do I get my prize? And sadly, there is no prize other than children who are fully confident and comfortable being who they are and with whom you get to share a relationship that is connected and engaged and full of love and respect, mutual respect. And that's got to be amazing. So why? Why do we do what we do? When you are working on a piece of creative work, whether that's a piece of writing or you are making a podcast or you are working on a part for a play or a song, it's really useful to ask yourself, why am I making this work? What is the driving force behind it? What am I trying to express or what am I exploring in the process? So if you're writing a song, maybe the reason you are writing this song is because you have been commissioned to write this song and therefore that is a really valid and important reason to be writing it. But if you don't get past the fact that this is what pays your bills and think about the why of the work itself, but also this particular task, you will probably write something that stays on the surface. And it might serve. So like if you're writing a jingle, it doesn't have to be deep and meaningful, really. Although, funnily enough, the best jingles have an element of resonance that is more than just, oh, yeah. But there is something about recognising that even the simplest things can be done with integrity and heart. And while that might not be beautifully expressed on something as simple as, say, a jingle, if you are writing from a place of knowing where you are at, why you're making the choices you're making, what about the subject matter is really resonating with you and you want to draw out or explore, then it is going to have a bigger impact than if you just stayed vaguely on the surface. 
Often people have asked me over the years, like, oh, what does it take to be an actor? And the thing is, it does take some talent. Definitely, there is an element of that. But most people do not want to look that closely at themselves and really ask those questions. And what I think separates the really fantastic actors from the ones who are good and solid and from the ones who are not very good is, as um, Declan Donnellan put it, they're less blocked. And there's something about really being open to looking at the bits of you that you don't like very much or the bits of you that are holding you back or getting in the way or getting you stuck. And most of us spend our lives not really wanting to engage with that because it's unknown territory. Or what if we find something we don't like? Or a bit like with grief, what if we go there and it just overwhelms us? There's something about knowing why you do what you do that makes you a better artist dealing with your personal baggage of why you always behave in a particular way in these moments because looking at it and going ah this reminds me of that or I had a past trauma or actually I was raised in such a way that I think this is wrong or this is right and the thing to go for and therefore I haven't allowed myself to consider if there's another option. In the same way with parenting it's really easy to do what you think everyone else is doing. And what makes you a better parent, better mother or a better human ultimately is being willing to sit with the light and shade in your character, being willing to sit with the light and shade of emotional range that we all experience, but especially with our kids who are coming to it without our experience and wisdom, hopefully, and uh, just life understanding. They're coming from a, a much newer place. So they might have a very keen sense of where they're at, but they don't know how that fits in relation to the rest of the world. And that can be really hard to sit with and to be with. And if we don't ask why we quickly shut down the conversation, what is it about that that's touching a nerve? Then we lose the opportunity for deeper connection. And I really think it's partly why I've called this podcast Connecting the Dots. I really think that connection is everything. The better connected to ourselves and our souls we are, the better we understand ourselves, the more patience, the more compassion, the more eloquence we have in our daily lives, the gentler we can be with ourselves and subsequently the kinder we can be to others because we allow that to overflow. When we know how loved we are, that love just spurts out to everybody else as well. When we don't and we feel like there's a deficit, we grab whatever we've got and we certainly aren't going to share. When we are comfortable, not necessarily with all the bits of ourselves, because I think that's going to be a lifetime's work, but we're comfortable enough with being in that horrible, messy in-between and trusting the process, then we make for more empathetic, more connected human beings and better parents and much better artists. Allowing yourself to go there is something that is scary. So doing it in a safe environment is really important, whether that's um, with trusted friends or spouse or in the context of a workshop, perhaps, or a training season where you are in safe hands with people who are more experienced at drawing this stuff out of you. Counselling is another really great environment because we need to be able to look at ourselves closely and ask those whys. An example I had the other day was I was chatting to a friend. We were talking about how when your kids say they want something and you feel like you've already done them a favor by stepping out of your comfort zone a bit and then it doesn't seem to be enough or I find this with my eldest like I make dinner and I, I'm a good cook and I like cooking I get very excited about food and I get bored not easily but I like variety and so I will often change it up but um it gets frustrating when 
I've made some food and it's good. And maybe it's not my eldest's favourite. She's the most vocal, you see. The others don't really say. They just vote with their feet and walk off and eat bread. Um, whereas she's much more courteous. And I find it very frustrating when I've made something and she's given me what she thinks I want to hear. And I've, she said, oh, yeah, it's great, mummy. I like it. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, no, it's really good. And then she slows down and doesn't really eat it and starts kind of pushing it around. And I can guarantee that moments later she's going to tell me she doesn't want any more. Well, I can get really frustrated with that and not very kind or polite. And I'm really working on that because the thing is, it triggers me. It triggers me feeling like my offerings aren't good enough, like she's rejecting me and my skills. And frankly, she should be grateful. And the thing is, there is so much more in us to go further than that. She's totally free to eat or not eat what she wants. Yeah, it's flipping annoying when you've made something and they don't want it. And it is disappointing. But do I need to take that on as a huge level of personal insult? No, I don't actually. And maybe I can look at what that's about. Is it feeling like I'm put upon to make the food and therefore when I've worked really hard, why have people not accepted it and been delighted? And where is my prize? Where is my prize? When do I get my mum prize? And the thing is, if I was to completely continue ignoring this, I would just carry on behaving the same way. I would carry on reacting to her rather than responding. I would continue to use shame, however unintentionally, and, you know, emotional blackmail to make her eat or to force it. And in those moments, completely override her. Now, she's listening to her body or her taste buds, or it's just not what she wants. Yes, that's annoying. Or I can try and find ways to lean into the relationship to build more connection. Ask her to try and express to me what she doesn't like so that I'm clearer because each one gives me a clarity on more of who she is. But I don't need to take it on. And yet, I think so often we can just go, well, you've just got to do it because I'm, I'm the mother. I'm the parent. Or, well, that's just how I feel. Or in a piece of work, well, this is just how I do things. Yes, maybe that is just how you do things. But if you want to make something that goes deeper, if you're not willing to pull back those layers and see what's there, you can't come to something with clarity the same. I remember when I was really excited about acting and I found this book called Desperate to Act by Anna Scher. And one of the things she'd quoted in there was the oracle at Delphi apparently had been inscribed, know thyself. And there is something about knowing who you are because how can you come to a role of playing someone else if you don't know where you finish up and where the role takes over? Otherwise, you basically just play variations of yourself. Now, there is some mileage in that. And sometimes if you're cast similarly, there's a lot of similar groundwork. But... What makes a part really fly is when we step into something outside of our comfort zone and discover something new. And that makes it much more electric. But with each moment that you step out, you take on something from what you've discovered. That doesn't mean if you're playing a miserable, you know, homicidal maniac, that you then become a bit homicidal and maniacal yourself. Of course not. But there is something about recognizing sitting in their space where they're at sitting in their shoes, sitting in their body. It's an incredible honour to sit in the body of another person. Obviously not actually, because that's weird, but, but there is a quality of allowing your body to let somebody else's story be told through it. And in the process, discovering something new that reveals more insight to the human condition and usually to ourselves. And in the same way, if what we want is connection with our kids, which frankly I think is the best thing to aim for, connection and respect, you have to give that out. You have to allow yourself to be seen. And if you don't know who you are, and we're never going to get it entirely, but if you don't know who you are, where 
your learned habits finish and you start or vice versa or why you behave a certain way why you think the choice you're making about bedtimes is really important is it because it is really important or is it really important because it's always been that important because you think it's the only way forward because that's what you've grown up learning or what everyone else around you tells you if we want to grow in our relationships with our kids we need to connect with them and if we don't know who we are how can we connect more deeply when connecting and showing up means you need to be vulnerable and allow yourself to be seen and allow yourself to really see who is in front of you whether you're making a piece of work being vulnerable enough to allow yourself to be seen as you work with the subject to really see the subject or the character or the song for what it's trying to tell you Lots of artists talk about it. There's a quality of the work that is not really about you. And you sort of catch it. It's not like it's all inside you and you just draw it out and permutate it and make it into different shapes and then it's yours. It's actually that recognition that art is in the world already and it kind of wants to get made. It's almost like it wants to get born and you have to listen for it and catch it and pay attention. And so, oh, but why is a challenge to each of us to go, oh, but why do I think this? Oh, but why have I said this has to happen this way? Oh, but why? Because there is more in each of us. There is further to go. And there is so much more depth available. And ultimately, if we live a life in connection with ourselves... We're better at connecting with others. We build deeper relationships based on trust and we grow in them. And rather than getting smaller and under our control, the world gets bigger and we find deeper and more freedom in ourselves and in our relationships. Our kids find more freedom. Our work has a greater freedom, a greater eloquence. And ultimately, we enrich the world that we live in to a far greater level, which I think is worth pursuing. So if you have enjoyed today's episode, it would mean such a lot if you don't mind hopping over to Apple and leaving a review or whatever platform you're listening on because it enables other people to find it and that is always hugely appreciated. If you would like to hear more of the thoughts I have, then you can sign up to my monthly email newsletter called Connect, Create and Resonate where you will hear thoughts, ideas, all the links of things that I'm finding helpful for my personal creative journey as well as you also get a monthly piece of original art and poetry to encourage you over the coming month. The link is in the show notes, so check it out there. You still have time. Sign up and I really look forward to seeing you over there. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Follow the joy. God bless.